So uh, this morning, we are going to return again to the book of Exodus, the second book of the Bible, uh, the Israelites' journey from bondage to freedom. Two weeks ago, uh, we listened in on Moses' conversation with God at the burning bush when, when God called Moses. And remember, I emphasized over these weeks honesty in these conversations, uh, this honest connection with God. Then last week, what we heard, that honest conversation between Jethro and Moses, uh, Moses' father-in-law, who said, you can't keep doing this, Moses, you can't do everything yourself. And I love that he, uh, Jethro said, you're going to wear yourself out and all the people with you. So this morning, the conversation extends to the whole congregation of the Israelites as they face the challenges of the wilderness and the promises of God. So as we've done before, uh, this morning, I'm going to... Uh, we're going to listen to and kind of walk through the, this uh, chapter 16 interspersed with some words of my own. So let's pray and then we're going to join the Israelites again on their journey. Uh, oh Lord, we find ourselves on a journey and, and, and sometimes it's uncomfortable and, and sometimes we want to turn back. And sometimes we are so much like these early people that you loved and called. So this morning, in their story, reveal your presence to us again, that we might uh, have enough courage and strength for this day. Amen. All right, so getting to uh, this morning's lesson. Uh, the Israelites have been set free. They've been, uh, the, uh, God has brought plagues upon the Egyptians. The Pharaoh has finally set them off. God has led these people with a cloud of fire by night and uh, by a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by the day. There's been the parting of the Red Sea. They've moved through it. Um, the Egyptian troops have been drowned. The end of 15, when there's this complaint that the water is too bitter to drink, uh, God makes the water sweet. So this is important that we know that there's a lot of incredible things that have happened up to this part. But we find now at the beginning of chapter 16 that the congregation, as they refer to it, the, 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 congreg <laughs> the congregation of the Israelites, interesting expression, the congregation of the Israelites has now been out in the wilderness about two months. Now, if you remember that the journey is going to be 40 years, they're really right at the beginning. But they've, been out, they've just been out for about, about uh, two months. And we hear this. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died... I love this verse. If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out in this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Really? Isn't that a little dramatic, right? You can feel it. Um, the people are hungry. What's, what's the ad for people that are hangry? I can't remember what it's like a candy bar that's going to like solve it. But right, you're hungry, you're angry. And in this case, these people, 
um, they're in the wilderness. There is no DoorDash. There, there are no fast food spots. Um, it's real, right? And what I continue to love, it, I can't, I can't say this enough, but what I continue to love about this Exodus journey is how real these expressions are between God, Moses, Aaron, the people. We're hungry. When I remember back, and they're thinking, I remember back, we were sitting at, isn't that expression great, the flesh pots of Egypt. We were all sitting around eating our fill. But you've brought us out into this wilderness to die. Hmm. I can recount, maybe you can recount, so many times that God has provided for me, for us, gotten us through hard times, and yet, like the Israelites, when a new challenge arises, I throw up my hands in despair. Oh, I should, uh, we, not, nothing's right now. We should have just died before. We should have just given up years ago. Ah. But of course, God is listening and God is present. Well, then the Lord in verse 4 said to Moses, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. And each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. And that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. And on the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, in the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you shall see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your complaining, right? God has heard them. God knows. Remember, God knows. Because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. And then Moses and Aaron go on. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him. What are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Ah, so God has a plan, right? And he offers the people this plan. And we're going to hear a little bit more about this in the next few verses. God tells them, I'm going to feed you. That's the good news. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed you in the morning and I'm going to feed you in the evening. Listen to this for us. God says, I'm going to provide for you in the morning, in the evening, but you're going to have to trust me. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of we'll try to trust you, God. This is where the Israelites are on this. And then when we talk about being honest, we have here um, Moses and Aaron saying to the people, honestly, people, every time you complain to us, it's like you're complaining to God. So he doesn't say in scripture, so cut it out, but that's probably said under their breath. It's not us that you're complaining to, it's God. Ah, so God now has made this promise that Aaron and Moses have communicated to the people that there is going to be food for you, enough for you. But you're going to have to trust that it's just every day. So in the evening, quails came up and covered the camp. Any of you hunters, I can just see your minds <laughs> jumping to quail 
quail everywhere. In the evening, quail came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew on the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there was on the surface of the wilderness a, a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, what is this? Good question. For they did not know what it was. And Moses said, it's the bread. It's the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. I wonder if Moses was also kind of surprised, right? Like, hey, this is what it is. This is the bread that the Lord has given you. This is what the Lord has commanded. Okay, so now here's the part that's hard for them. Maybe the part that is hard for us too. The trust every day. The Lord says, gather as much of, as each of you needs. And omer to a person, according to the number of persons, providing for all those in your own tents. And the Israelites did so. Some gathering more, some gathering less. But when they measured it out, those who gathered much had nothing left over. And those who gathered little had no shortage. They gathered as much as each of them needed. Ah, everyone in the community. Everyone in the community had what they needed. No one had too much and no one had too little. This made me think of a passage in the book of Acts about the early Christian community when it says, and all the people shared and no one was lacking in anything. And then Moses gave them this other instruction and Moses said to them, leave, let no one leave any of it over until the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it until the morning and it bred worms and became foul. Moses was angry with them. And then morning by morning they gathered it, as much as each needed. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. This was the teaching. This is what God commanded. I am going to provide for you, but you can't save it up. You can't save it for the next day. I'm going to be with you every single day. And you're going to have to trust me. You're going to have to trust me on that. And some of the people couldn't. I was envisioned myself in these stories, and I wondered, I wondered which one I would be. Would I be that faithful one that says, I know God is with me every day. I will just gather what I need, and I'll trust tomorrow I'll be there. Or will I be the one who's maybe just stuffing a little in my pocket for the morning? All kinds of people with all kinds of responses so on the sixth day oh and they were also oh wait but we, we've got it there's another part it's not just every day you need to gather there was there was this one other instruction that was also really hard to follow on the sixth day they gathered twice as much food two omers apiece and when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses he said to them this is what the Lord has commanded tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. And all that is left over is to be put aside and kept until the morning. So they put it aside into the morning as Moses commanded them. And it did not become foul and there were no worms in it. And Moses said, eat it today, for today is the Sabbath to the Lord and today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather 
but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, there will be none. Ah, that special day. And on the seventh day, wait to hear some of these people, probably me. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather and they found none. Even though the instruction was from God, I gave you enough yesterday for today and there's not going to be any, but maybe some need to go look. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commandments and instructions? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you food for two days. Each of you stay where you are. Do not leave your place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the house of Israel called it manna. And it was like coriander seed, white. And the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. And Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded. Food in the wilderness. Ah, some very specific instructions here. Commandments from the Lord. This passage, this last verses I read goes, goes back to this first creation story. It actually precedes the giving of the Ten Commandments that so we won't hear until Exodus 20. In the first telling, remember the first telling of creation, it said that God, after all that God had done in creation, rested. And the day was the seventh day, was the Sabbath. Hmm. How seriously do we take those Ten Commandments? I, very seriously, right? You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you, not, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Of course not. We would never do any of those things. But uh, this passage this morning reminds us of the commandment, not the suggestion, <laughs> the commandment to rest on the Sabbath day, to have a day, to have a time when there is no work, when we rely on God. Seems like the Israelites, like us, had trouble with trust. They first wanted to keep the manna overnight because what if tomorrow there is no food, right? And us, do we have that? What if? What if tomorrow we don't have enough? I know we've been promised that, God. So each Sunday we pray, right? When we do the Lord's Prayer this morning, every Sunday we pray the Lord's Prayer and we say, give us this day our daily bread. I know, I am positively sure that there are places in the world and in this country where when people pray that, they mean physical bread, corn, rice, beans. They don't have food. And I know that I am not that person. I know that when I go home today, I have a lot of choices of food. I have uh, a cupboard full. I have a freezer and a refrigerator. So, so what does this mean this morning when we're with the Israelites talking about daily bread? Just two quick things. One is remember that the beginning of that prayer is our father, not my father. When we pray that prayer, we're praying as one human family. We pray for the world to have bread, daily bread, enough for today. That is our honest prayer, let there be for all. And then for us individually, what do I, what do I hear this week and in our lives? What do we need daily that we want to save up for? 
strength, courage, peace of mind, persistence. Maybe you, like me, are sometimes afraid I'm not going to have enough of that tomorrow. God, <laughs> whatever it is I need, I'm not going to have enough of it tomorrow. So we need to claim this day that God has said today. Daily bread, whatever we need for today. Recover, the recovery community has a lot to teach us all about uh, taking one day at a time. One day at a time. So when we come to the table this morning, however we are, right? If you feel this day like, in, if you feel this day like you are with the Israelites wondering what's going to happen next, claim that uh, this day is enough. If you are one of those like the Israelites who said, I claim God's promise and I will take it for this day, I feel confident, good, claim it today. However we are, we, we come to the table. We come to the table knowing that uh, there's daily bread for today, there's daily strength for this day, there's daily courage for this day, there's daily peace of mind this day. So let us claim that and own that. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in this day and be glad in it. Amen.